Ladies and gentlemen, Excelsior, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Excelsior, non-believers. <laughs> I can always see Stan Lee as a, like a <laughs> satanic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe Stan Lee's Mephisto. Yes. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everywhere. Right. He's everywhere. <laughs> I've got to tell you, the time when I was <laughs> an express salesman. <laughs> and I met Tony Stank when he died. When he died. <laughs> uh, amazing. Cue the music. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have company. Loud noises! Ah, hello. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I've just realised it's been 25 years. I don't think the Van, Van der Bus is coming. I'm Michael Lister. And you are now most definitely experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of the interwebs of everything that we have, but way things are going. Um, are we going to have a Twitch? Are we going to have, you know... <laughs> Uh, uh, a Twitter. What's what's going on? What's what's going on? What's going? What's going on in the world? No. Oh uh, anyway. Anyway, everything's fine. We're, we're all fine. We're all fine here. We're all fine. We're all fine here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Well, let's just get straight into the show with the weekly watchings. Fulia, of course, uh, still away on. Hockey sabbatical. Yeah. Um, surely. Uh, yes. Surely, if that's a good way to put it. Sure. Um, sure. <laughs> she <laughs> has given us a lovely long uh, recap of everything she's watched. So um, I'm just going to read that out for you now. Fulia says, uh, yes, yes, let's get to it. My week started off with a series that's been on my watch list for a little while. I finally sent... I finally sent. I finally sat down to watch American Born Chinese, and can I just say, what a great show! Lots of great humor and amazing martial arts showcased throughout the series. They do touch on racism, which does make you cringe a bit because it's very obvious, but overall, a must watch. Awesome. Um, <laughs> she goes on. I agree. Racism is cringe. Racism is cringe. Yes. Um, sticking to shows, I managed to finish watching season three of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it ended on a cliffhanger that, even though you knew it was coming, still hit hard. Dun-dun-dun, mm. only two seasons to go. Yeah, that show actually finished up blah, the same the same week that everything else finished. Yeah. Like, two weeks two weeks ago. It was, like... Barry's Incession and, and that and one. And Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso. Yeah. Now there's nothing the to watch. Time. There's nothing... Nothing to watch. 
Uh, Fulia goes on to say, uh, uh, the last thing I watched was a musical brought to film, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh. Let me... Mm. Let me start off by saying that I have not watched the stage performance, so I can't compare the two, but the soundtrack is awesome, and I played it a few times throughout the week. I kind of knew what the story was about, but was pleasantly surprised with how it all, how it all played out. It was It is quite sad. It hits you with the feels right from the beginning and just builds up from there. A beautiful story about mental health directed mostly at teenagers, but anyone who watches this can get something out of it. If the stage show ever comes back to Melbourne, I definitely want to go see it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I heard mixed reviews on that movie, so I haven't watched it myself. But the stage show sounds amazing. So I'd probably want to go see it on stage if, it, if, it, if and when it comes back. That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, thanks, Fulia. Thank you very much. We love it. We love it very much. Um, awesome. Well, Michael, what have you been watching? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, nothing much. Because life is sort of getting in the way and, um, yeah, just just life in general is sort of getting me busy. And also just <laughs> the news is getting very interesting as well. So I've been more focused on the news, really. Like okay. stuff has happened overseas, especially in the UK and America, and how former leaders are either resigning and... and going down like a lead balloon people one's going to jail <laughs> but we don't talk about politics yeah which no, is no but i i'm hearing all of this out of context because i have not paid attention at all to what's going on i have no idea what you're talking about oh you're so lucky okay do you want the uk <laughs> or do you want america's <laughs> Uh, hit me with the short version of both. Okay. Well, in the UK, um, uh, Boris Johnson, all the way back when, with the, when yes. he was PM, uh, all through lockdown, uh, had illegal parties at his at yeah. his place. If you've heard about that, and right. and there was a um, there was a a an intuit a, a sort of a investigation a, an internal in investigation if he prorogued parliament or he lied to parliament saying hey, everything was fine turned out it wasn't uh police got involved and and they they got fined for that actual thing so so he did lie to uh parliament which is a big big no no and if you do then you get you get 10 days suspension and all that and he said you know what screw this i'm going to resign and i'm going to blow up the entire tory party and <laughs> so that's been happening and a lot of and a lot of pms have been um uh also uh, resigning because they're big uh, uh, uh johnson like loyal loyalists and so there's going to be a lot of by-elections and the leader, uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, is now in a rock and a hard place where he might need to uh, ask for a general election. And if uh, the way things are going, they are going to be absolutely troused by the Labour Party. So good to see that UK is going up in the world because cool. it's been looking pretty bad. So in the Americas, yeah. yes. uh, um, uh, the former leader, uh, Mr. Trump, um, mm -hmm. after he left office, 
he took with him a lot of paperwork, which which was very illegal of him to do because they're very um, classified information. And if that went into the wrong hands, then the entire uh, Secret Service system in America would absolutely implode. And they, uh, the people who are, who, who are with the know-it-all know would go, hey, we know you've got this stuff. Can we have it back? Because you can't have it because you're no longer president. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm president. Uh, I used to be president, but only a president uh, president can actually declassify the, the, the things. But he can't because he's not president anymore. So he actually gave them a runaround, and it, that's very illegal because they're very sensitive with, like, like Secret Service and all that. And, and, and basically, um, uh, no one else in the world world will trust america with sensitive information anymore because of this happening and as such he's been indicted uh for the second time but this is for a fe- but this is for a federal crime which is a lot more harsher when you deal with bad when you deal with um uh the misuse of sensitive information uh mm-hmm. because he himself actually decided you know what because i've been talking about like hillary's emails and how she she didn't really have proper understanding of like using sensitive information. I'm going to ramp this up to a uh, a misdemeanor to an actual crime. So he shot himself in the foot. And so the way things are going this week, he needs to go to a Miami uh, like police station to turn himself in. And the way. <laughs> And of course, he's going to be—he's a rich dude, so he's not going to get jail time. But the way things are going, he is absolutely stuffed, and it's going to be a very interesting ride, America, for next week. Well, this week, really, it's Monday, and you—you'll yeah. <laughs> you, hear a lot of stuff. I reckon, if you—if you're not within it, you definitely hear it's like, oh. This is the first time an American president is going to jail. <laughs> and the way things are going, he's also the front runner for um, the ne- uh, next uh, American election for next year for, yeah. as a, as a um, Republican candidate. Like, he's the top, top billing, basically. And because this is, pre, uh, this is not president, uh, he could... Uh, run a campaign. <laughs> he can run his campaign while in jail, and he could win, and <laughs> he could be president in jail. Oh my god! What the hell? So I've been more interested in real life than actual <laughs> fiction. At the moment. So I've been doing That's that. That's fair enough. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> for That's great. For. Yeah, and Australian. Well, you know, there's a, a character assassination for for a woman who who's been essayed. So that's been bad. So that's basically what I've been doing. Um, uh, I introduce. Um, I keep on introducing my my kids to Doctor Who. So we've been watching classic Doctor Who as well. So I've been nice tr- trying to find some Doctor Who stuff. And yeah, and just. 
just trying to get rid of stuff that's in my list of things to watch. Uh, like, nice. I'm thinking I'm going back back to Always Sunny in Philadelphia because they've got a uh, they've got a um, a podcast. So I've been systematically uh, wa- uh, listening to them while watching the episodes again. So that, that's been an interesting take to do. As well as doing a lot of writing. So, Kendall, what about you? Have you escaped to real life? <laughs> weird, weird. Yeah. Yeah, real life is weird. Real life is weird. I have been trying to do a lot of that lately to the point where, like, I was at my at my job and last week and having disassociative moments of just not being present I've had at that. work. Yeah, just not really... Yeah, not there. Not that I don't want to be there. It's not that. It's just like, oh, you know, fiction is so much better. Um, <laughs> I couldn't escape. Uh, couldn't escape. Or you know, sometimes the real the real world is is uh, better than fiction, as you've just mentioned. Because um, I've been spending the last week and a bit um, finally getting my claws into um, Medici which is a series a few years ago um, based on the, the real Medici family uh, in Italy, in Florence, uh, in like the, the 13, 1400s. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's literally, it's real, real shit that happened and it's Game of Thrones, <laughs> which is Ama- it's amazing. Like, it's really, really good. I'm hooked. I'm addicted to it. Um, they only got three seasons, though, so um, I'm two seasons in. Um, and it's funny I say Game of Thrones because um, Richard Madden was in the first season. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's really good in it. And and in the second season, Sean Bean was the bad guy. So <laughs> it's <laughs> very Game of Thrones adjacent, um, you, which is nice. Did he die? So, or we don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I can spoil it if you want. It's history. It's not really spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> True. You could just look it, look it up. Yeah, no, he he, he, he died. He I died. just finished the last. <laughs> yeah. And funnily enough, he got executed. <laughs> Beheading? Uh, no, he was he was hung oh. in the, the public square. Yeah. I heard he's real. I heard, I heard he's well hung. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, probably. Oh. It's, it's Sean Bean after all. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> they they been... don't... Bean by name, Bean by nature. <laughs> Beam. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, no, I've, I, I've been watching that and really, really enjoying it. I've got one more season to go. Um, I didn't expect to like it as much because I did start watching it a couple of months ago, but it, uh, but it like I had to take a break from it because um, it didn't like fully get me in because the weird thing was so Dustin Hoffman was also in it in the first season um but for some reason they let him keep his american accent so <laughs> he's he's got his his very gr- grovelly Dustin Hoffman voice you know and he's just he's delivering these lines and it's he his performance is fine but you have everyone around him either in Italian or British accents because it was like a co-British Italian production, I think. Um, So half the cast is Italian and half the cast is English. Um, And then you just have Dustin Hoffman being American and it just took me out of it. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard to... uh, 
hard to stay in, but thankfully he's he's only in flashbacks because um, his character dies in the opening scene, and then you know Richard Madden plays his son, and he, he's trying to figure out who you know set up the plot to assassinate him and whatnot, and Ooh, that's kind it. of the, dri- Ooh, the driving it. force. Mm. Yeah, and then the second season goes goes on to Richard Madden's grandson, so they time jump a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, it's really good. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, like I said, I didn't expect to like it because the re- the reason I watched it is um, because Charlie Vickers is in it and he played Hal Brand and and um, Rings of Power. Um, Who's that? So I wanted, huh? 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 Yeah. Huh? yeah. He's <laughs> the Dark Lord. Um, <laughs> I want. Yeah. So I wanted to. Hey, Dark wanted Lord, to see... slay me. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So he's he's in it. He's in it. Um, and so I checked it out for him to see, you know, to see him in it. And then I was like, oh, holy shit! Okay, this show yeah. is actually some something else. So I just yeah, the last episode of season two I just watched was so intense, and there were so many characters that died, and all this this the whole uprising thing, like this failed coup happened in <laughs> in Florence, and oh my god, it was amazing. Anyway, so I'm. In Italy in 1428 right now. That's where my brain is. Um, That's all right. And... <laughs> Better than here. Yes. Yes, I think so. Uh, and then the other thing I watched last week, because I didn't get a chance to go see Spider-Verse again, I am going tomorrow to watch it again. Um, so I'll have more thoughts maybe next week, but I'll probably try and get all of them out yeah. later on. Um, yeah, I keeping keeping on with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch. Um, with a couple of my other friends and uh, yeah we finished season one and started season two and holy crap it's so good <laughs> I, I like I'm like I yeah I it's just yeah I don't know I didn't remember it being like I it's always been good like I've always enjoyed it but re-watching it has been like such an experience like it's, for some reason it's improved the show in a way like it's a it's like it's amazing as is, but you rewatch it and it's like, oh hell yeah! Like, yeah, because you can, if, especially because if you know where things are gonna happen, where things are going, it's just, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, especially because you know, watching it with a friend of mine who hasn't seen it before, um, so watching her reactions is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and I suppose yeah. you like pick up on more stuff when when you actually know the story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, mm. yeah. There's a lot of lot of little sneaky hints of foreshadowing um, in there about certain characters that you miss the first time around. So, um, yeah, very cool. It's very very cool. All right. Uh, well, that'll be it for the weekly watchings, uh, <laughs> the weekly world worldings. Mm. Um, it's now time for the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Take it away, shall I? All right. Take it away. Um, (laughs) Take it away. Please take it away. Please take it away. All right, we got some Marvel news to kick us off. Um, last week on Instagram, Anthony Mackie made a lovely post. Uh, it was a behind-the-scenes picture of him with the legendary Harrison Ford uh, because they are in the middle of filming uh, Captain America 4. Um, I 
unless it's uh, already been finished maybe and this is post that because the strike is happening so I don't know if they are anyway all I know is he posted a photo and in the photo the interesting thing that drew everyone's attention was the back of the uh, set chairs um, that you see Harrison Ford sitting on um, and it says uh, Captain America Brave New World um, so we have a new title for Cap 4 it was called New World Order um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, understandably there was a little bit of backlash with that title so, like, are you sure uh, you want that title <laughs> now yeah, are you sure? Are you sure that's exactly what you 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 want? You know, with the for? rise of the alt right neo Nazis like everywhere, do we really need something that actually um, you know um, continues the stereotype of you know the J question? I don't think we need that. <laughs> I don't think we do either. So thankfully, they've made the right choice um, over at Marvel Studios and renamed. Uh, renamed Cap Ford a Brave New World. So, yeah. Um, cool. Good to know. Good to, to have that confirmed. Good to see a behind-the-scenes picture Anthony and Harrison Ford having a laugh. Um, that's that's just, you know, what we love to see. Um, the movie's coming out in just under a year from now. May 3rd next year. So, um, yes. I am I'm very excited for that. But, again, you know. Hesitant. Excited mm. but hesitant. Excited but hesitant. We'll see. Um, I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, Michael, do you have any thoughts on the retitling of Cap 4? Good idea. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need that stereotype here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. We, who, run, who runs Hollywood, eh? Mm. Um yeah, it's kind of good that they do do that, and I'm, I'm still, I'm in an airing if this is a good idea of having a Captain America movie that's quintessentially a sneaky uh, Hulk movie because they don't own, yeah, <laughs> they don't own the, the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Um, so cool, I guess we're getting we're getting more Hulk stuff, but but come on. We're we're dealing with a new Captain America here that's going to be like the forefront of a new Captain America, and it's mm-hmm. it has this backdrop. It's it's just weird, and, and I, I don't know. But cool to see um, Harrison Ford enjoying himself, which is uh, rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah, I can't wait for Indiana Jones four, and um, I'm I'm going to lower my expectations. I'm just going to have some fun with it because rewatching all all of them is like you know what this is dumb fun. It's just fun. Mm. Throw logic out the road, uh, out, out the way. You know we don't need that. Um, yeah, uh, good that they changed it. Um, <laughs> sneakily, I guess they didn't really come out with a press release. Uh, saying, yeah, we're, we're no. changing the name. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of, kind of like un, under the radar, cha- changing it, just like Inhumans used to be a, a, a movie and, that, and it turned into a TV show, and it's a TV show that no one really knows and cares about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But we do get a cameo in in in, uh, in multiverse of madness. So you know. yes, this is true. And you know, <laughs> and uh, and Miss Marvel is no no longer uh, an inhuman. She's a mutant. Do-do-do-do-do. Cool. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. <laughs> nice. All right, let's truck along to our next item. Uh, keeping it Disney, but switching to Star Wars. Uh, we now have a release date for Ahsoka. Um, fantastic news. We knew it was coming out in August, uh, but now we actually have a, a, a number to mark our calendars with, uh, and that is August 23rd. Um, they have been ramping up the uh, promos uh, for Ahsoka recently. There's been lots of little uh, teasers and clips and things and behind-the-scenes stuff. Don't want to see it. Car- don't want to see <laughs> oh, yeah, it. I don't don't want... No, no. I, yeah. No, I don't want any of it either. I haven't watched any of it. Because, yeah, they put out a thing with this that's like a minute long, but, I yeah, I didn't watch it. I'm just like, no, I'll just take the release date and leave. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just um, need a trailer and that's it. Yeah, we'll definitely get another trailer. I mean, Comic-Con is one month away roughly now, so uh, we will likely get another trailer at Comic-Con. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But nice to know when we can expect to see Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. So Mm. it's getting very close. We're just over two months away. I can taste it. You can taste it. You excited? Yes, I am. Um, I'm very excited about this one. Because, yeah, um, as someone who's on this panel actually uh, watched all of Rebels, and you should, it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see the continuation of that and all these characters that, that are now live action. And mm. uh, how, how does this fit into the Mandoverse of... Mm. got to call it something else. Like, the, the in-between the, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy what you call that a <laughs> a prequel sequel mm. the prequel of the sequel trilogy <laughs> the prequel of the sequel in between the prequel of the sequel of the it's like the purgatory of timeline <laughs> places it's the 40 years of what the fuck happened <laughs> <laughs> why why is everything turned to shit we didn't see it coming <laughs> well, pretty much when there's a power vacuum, shit happens. <laughs> it sure does. When you don't have anything shit. to replace it with, everything will turn the shit. <laughs> mm. Yes. Real life. Real life does that. Real life does do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Not a lot to say, I suppose, on Ahsoka. We're just uh, excited yeah. to watch it. Yeah, it's cool that they've got a date, and it's a later half of the of August, which is good. So they mm. said, "Hey, when can we get when we can get all this done?" Because no doubt they'll probably like um, still still work on it until until each episode is released. Like mm. that's what I've been hearing a lot, where they're trying to get things done like within the week, which is yeah, yeah, because. Okay. Mm. But really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it will be amazing. I can't idea. wait for all the cameos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There will be a Harrison Ford Lots. cameo. 
I reckon. Lots of Easter eggs. Maybe. I d- yeah. I would. I don't think so. No. No way. No I don't way. know. I mean, yeah, that's what Andor's for, for for my enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. Um, yes. Uh, again, speaking of Disney, um, we're just all Disney today with the news. Uh, turns out. We're getting a Hocus Pocus 3. Um, yeah, so this is according to um, Sean Bailey, who is the president of Walt Disney Studios Motion, Motion Picture Production. Uh, he gave an interview with the New York Times um, and confirmed that this uh, the project was happening um, uh, whilst he was discussing other upcoming li- live-action projects uh, that Disney are working on, like Moana, Lilo and Stitch and the Hercules movie too. So, um, yeah, no other news apart from that, although Bette Midler has said in the past, uh, you know, after they did number two, that they she'd be willing to come back and play it again, do it again, um, and that's fine. I'm probably not going to watch it, which <laughs> I hate that I just said that because I was so excited for Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2, and then... And then it wasn't good. I don't even remember most of it. So like, the, I was... Hmm, so the number two was the number two. <laughs> it, yes, correct. What I really liked about number two was the opening because it showed us the Sanderson sisters as kids and they cast, like, the best um, young actresses to play them. They did such a good job. Um, I would have liked a movie with them um, <laughs> more than, uh, you know, seeing the adult uh, versions come back. Because um, it just, yeah, I don't, re- I remember the, yeah, I remember the girl, the young girls more than I do the, you know, the adults. And it's just, yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully they get a better screenwriter to, to whip up something once the strike is over um, for a, a third film. But I'm, yeah, probably, like I said, not going to check it out. So, um, what about you, Mike? You, I can't remember. I, I feel like you were one of those kids that didn't watch Hocus Pocus. Am I, am I remembering correctly? Yeah, I didn't watch it as a kid. Yeah. And I, I, I think I watched it like, uh, probably two years ago for Halloween mm-hmm. and it just slipped right through me. It's like, I can't remember any of it. <laughs> And I haven't seen the second one, so um, am I excited for a third one? That is the question. <laughs> that is a question to be answered. <laughs> um, then that means they left it open for a third one? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I literally don't remember. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. um, if they want to do it go ahead straight to streaming movie cool yeah it'll be a it'll be a disney plus thing yeah won't be in the cinema yeah i'm sorry for the screenwriter to do that like straight after the strike it's like hey yeah can you do this it's like i got my money fine (laughs) (laughs) what do we got sweet uh, uh, checks, well, checks speak, in the mail. Checks in the mail. Speaking of 
the writer's strike. Um, our last item in the news uh, relates to the strike. Um, this is going to be going on for a long time, guys. We're in for the long haul. Uh, because now it looks like there is a high chance that if uh, the strike doesn't end by the end of the month, um, SAG will be going on strike in solidarity with the WGA. Um, which is fucking awesome. Actors, um, so, actors. <laughs> so sag after members have voted overwhelmingly in the positive 97.91% of mm. the vote for a strike authorization. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, pretty much... A, a, a go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in a couple of weeks we'll find out um, if there is, in fact, uh, a deal reached with the WGA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Um, those are the two that are facing off uh, with this. And, yeah, you know, there's also, I mean, there's already been actors striking with, with writers on the picket lines across, uh, you know, oh, joining the in, world yeah. and, and in America. So yeah, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, if SAG end up striking with the WGA. So um, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, this is definitely not going to end. It's either going to end real soon, which it probably isn't, or it's gonna <clears throat> it's gonna take a while. But it's nice to see the actors getting behind the writers because you know we have no words. <laughs> you have no words to say without the writer so yeah no it's um crazy crazy times we're living in as as well in uh, in hollywood entertainment um yeah mike do you have any thoughts on this apart from fuck yeah <laughs> yeah fuck yeah and, and well you say it's it, it's going to prolong uh until the end of this month uh but if the actors do go on strike the strike uh the turnaround will be so quick because you reckon yeah because it's the this will be the first time that two organizations will be on strike at the same time uh mm. i mean the actors guild uh, have made a deal um uh i can see both sides of it being a good and a bad thing of that that happening without being like too heavily political in it uh mm. but if but if SAG is going to be in it, then the that's uh, that um, strike's going to be off so quick. Because sure, you can replace um, uh, riders with AI, but does that mean everything is going going to be um, animated and AI words? Not going to happen. <laughs> that shit ain't gonna happen. I mean, I'm subscribed to. Well, I I follow on TikTok, um, uh, uh, presidents of Discord, which is a bunch of um, AI generated voices of American presidents on Discord, like <laughs> like gamers, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, mm. it sounds pretty pre- pretty close, but you can tell by you can tell by your ear it's it, it's 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 not them. And yeah, if if they go on strike, then the strike's going to be over before I reckon before September. Okay. Which is the I think it was the original idea, but yeah. But um, 
if, if it was just going to be the riders on strike, it was probably going to be longer until like October, November. But I think I think it's going to be over if if um, the actors join in, which a lot lot have been. I mean, this strike has mm. been very popular, and and everyone mm. agrees with it. Even the people like consuming it is like, yeah, get get that bag. I mean, we're all suffering, really. Um, mm. it, it, like all around the world, we're we're inching closer to a to a global um, recession, and it's almost time to pick up those pitchforks and you know eat the rich, um, especially Philip Lowe. Fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> why don't you work more, or why don't I eat your face? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? But, but there's, it's not political. There's no political podcast. <laughs> Ah, oh, raising yeah. the interest rates twelve times in twelve in in twelve months—it's not doing anything. In reception, maybe because it's not working. <laughs> if we didn't give like like, if we didn't give companies like all that money dur- during COVID and them getting bumper, you know, like two hundred percent income, then. We wouldn't be wouldn't be where we are. Ever think about that? And they don't pay tax either. Oh, Guess what God. happens? Guess what happens in a, in a global recession? It's the poor people that get 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 killed. We're dying here. We're not going to take it, Twisted Sisters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, 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 the public will go on strike against. <laughs> the government. There will be protests. Yes. And I'll be joined. We all know. Yeah, we all know how we all love our protests now. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that where I work, they've already organised that we're getting a higher rate, and we're getting a rate now, a higher rate now. But oh, that's good. But right now, um, the the was it the work uh, worksman uh, the work ombudsman has already come out as mm. like hey hey um we need we need like like two and uh twenty three twenty three percent rate like across the board like everyone yeah. should be get getting that and hopefully there there'll be movement i mean all for like oh why don't you cut back on your avocado toast it's it's uh well <laughs> Don't go on holiday. It's like, well, we've been locked up for two years. Of course we want to go somewhere. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Yes, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That's the nerdy news, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Can I add something? Please. There is some Doctor Who news. Oh, go for it. An old companion's coming back. Oh. Uh, like from old Who? Like classic Who? From or? classic Who, yes. Ah. Um, and it looks like it's not going to just be a one-off cameo. I think it's just going to be like a main, like stay, for season fourteen that we're up to, like in Shooty Gatwa's first season. Uh, mm-hmm. Melanie Bush, who is a companion for the sixth and the uh, seventh Doctor, uh, who actually turned up at the end of Power of the Doctor as well in that in the group circle. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, I was confused because the last time we saw her, she was off planet. Uh, And it it looks like they're 
probably going to explain what happened to her in between in between that and why is she back on earth and in this year as well i think mm-hmm. she i think she's from the future like the 25th century or something so it will be interesting why she's back why she's back and in this time period mm. or they're going to go in the future of and she comes back who knows so that'd be cool uh bonnie langford is the 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 act the actress coming back and yeah bring bring more bring bring more make me cry again. bring them all make nice. me cry i cry every time i cry <laughs> <laughs> don't cry It'll make me cry don't cry make me cry <laughs> here hold my heart <laughs> oh hold my heart put a pin on that Let's put a pen in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was my hooey news. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. That, that, That's awesome. Yeah, that was my... Oh, shit. What's his name? Huey Lewis. There we go. Huey Lewis and the news. <laughs> Dr. Huey Lewis. Yeah. News. <laughs> there we go. I knew it was something. I love it. Travel back in it. time. Did it, did it, did it. Because it's Dr. Huey. Yes, Everything's well connected. It all works. It yeah. all works. Charlie Doctor Day. Who. Charlie Day has got all that pinned on his day. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on now to uh, the rolling on up of the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Hey, yeah, yes. It is Torala Park time. It's and what? We've. It's a tra- it's a trailer. I said it in a weird voice. It was Tarala Park. Tarala Park. At Tarala Park time. <laughs> it's trailer Park time, and uh, we're gonna kick things off with some feels um, because it uh, this one is a trailer for an upcoming documentary that's dropping on Disney Plus this week, and it is Stanley. Um. Like it's just it's it's called Stanley. It's about Stan um, and his career uh, at Marvel Comics, um, and hopefully a bit about his life as well. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get emotional watching this. <laughs> it's gonna be a time. Um, um, yeah, this just looks nice. Like I, I, there's a lot of old old footage of Stan from like you know the 60s, 70s, 80s in this. Um, which made me very happy because, like, there's, you know, shots of him looking like him but not looking like him. Like, I got so used to old man Stan <laughs> in the in the, the MCU movies and, you know, in the, the 2000s, you know, just kind of having that signature look. He just had that to the point where, like, if, if he hadn't have said, I'm Stan Lee, there was this one footage where he didn't have his mustache and I was like, no mustache, no glasses. <laughs> Yeah, no mustache, no glasses. I'm like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm Stan Lee. I'm, I'm like, Stan oh. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> like, nice to meet you, Stan. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm here to, you know, here for hearing his story through his words and um, seeing all this footage and learning about his journey um, to becoming one of the greatest creators of all time. Um, and, yeah, and just, you know, seeing all the footage of him, you know, in his later life, you know, on set on all the, the Marvel films as well is just lovely to see. And 
yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be emotional um, watching this. I'm um, yeah, gonna be on the feels because it's just like, my God, it's been four and a half years since he left us, um, and it's still weird. It's still really weird. I suppose it goes to show that he has a very strong presence. It's like it, you know, he's still with us in some sense. Um, but it hopefully this will be a good documentary. Fingers crossed. Mm. We hope for, we hope for that. Um, Fulia has some thoughts on this one. Um, <laughs> she echoes my sentiments and says, "This has feels written all over it." Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to learning about the legend that is Stanley and how he became the father of Marvel superheroes. Well said, Fulia. Short and sweet. Love it. Um, yes, me too. I, I, I ditto, ditto all of the above. Um, Mike, what about you? Are you looking forward to checking this out? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I always enjoy like these sort of docos on Disney Plus. Like if it's not just creators from uh, Disney, uh, it's it, it, it's ones for other other ones as well. Like I'm I'm surprised that they haven't really done much for like like Jim Henson and all that. I mean. Yeah, uh, like there's plenty mm. of ones that you can fi- find on YouTube. I mean, uh, um, some of my favorite ones are probably on there where they go through his life. But with the Stanley one, um, yeah, it will be cool to actually watch like the the birth of Stanley as well as the birth of Marvel itself as well. And mm. uh, hopefully they'll do another one with Jack Kirby. I mean, he he's also like a big main, mm. mainstay for Marvel Comics as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. he also did some DC stuff as well, so... Um, like, a little bit. But, yeah, um, I'm happy to see, see Stan, in, in a way, reincarnated in another another story that he needs to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to put in a little bit of... Um, ooh, uh, a little bit of more rats as well? That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool, because because uh, yeah, I re- I reckon they probably will because um, there was a bit during because essentially he became like the face for Marvel, and uh, that's why he yeah. sort of had that persona, and everyone sort of knew his persona uh, instead of like this this guy uh, just just weedy kid that likes to write comics he just sort of made it into like a sort of his own thing and and um yeah and and in uh, more rats they they were a bit worried because stan stan was getting on a bit and it's like uh, we need to be careful with him because he's he's fairly old and we don't want to like over stimulate him uh, uh but <laughs> but that was just the early nineties and, and he's been, and he worked all the way up until, to uh, his dying day. And it's great. Mm. Uh, yeah. And a little bit tragic about, about the last couple of years of his, of his life. Maybe, yeah. they'll, maybe they'll deal with that. I don't think so. I but don't think so. No, I don't see that happening. This is the fairy tale documentary. This is Disney, after all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll only show it if we tell you to. <laughs> yes. Walt Disney smoked. 
<laughs> I'm sure he did. You've seen um, uh, Saving Mr. Banks? I haven't, actually. Oh, well, there's a scene in that where <laughs> where they they uh, they cut uh, someone like rat run into his office, and it's like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, <laughs> and you see him like put out a cigarette. <laughs> hmm. It's like you can't we no no one should see Walt, Walt Disney smoke a cigarette, even though <laughs> that's what he died of. Anyway, um, uh, great. <laughs> well, you know, probably. He 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 died in the sixties the way like any man would like after smoking and drinking and all that it's just hardened yeah. like arteries and that so yeah yeah so Disney will Disney <laughs> Disney will Disney yes anyway. So I can't wait. When is this coming out next week? <laughs> it's coming out very soon. Yes, um, Stanley, the documentary, Stanley will be will be available for streaming on sixteenth of June. Oh, that's cool. You can do a double header mm. with, uh, with with Stanley and another Stanley creation, The Flash. He created The Flash, didn't? No. No. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, Flash was Marvel. Flash is Marvel. Yeah. It is. Or we can claim we can claim it as Marvel if you want. <laughs> okay, we can claim it as Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Batman's Marvel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh my god, Batman <laughs> Is it Batman or is it or is it Moon Knight? I can't remember. <laughs> Moon Knight. Moon Knight. We love Moon Knight. Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. We love Moon Knight. Ah, uh, all right. Let's move on to a second trailer. Uh, fitting, it's the second trailer because this is for a second season of a very cool show. Um, this is the trailer for Good Omens season two. Um, yes, I'm. I'm very excited for this. I can't wait. I loved season one. I thought it was so much fun. It was just brilliant, wonderful, hilarious, dark funny just it just ticked all the boxes um you know uh so i don't know how they're going to top it especially considering they adapted the whole book didn't they yeah the first season is a self-contained story yeah so this is going beyond um this is going beyond the pages um and you know thankfully we still have neil gaiman with us who can uh facilitate that um, sadly not Terry Pratchett, so, um, that's, that's very, very unfortunate, but, um, hopefully, I'm, I mean, I have every confidence it will stick to, it'll stick to the, the, the essence of the original, um, the spirit of the original, yes, mm. yes, exactly, so, um, but yeah, it looks good, it looks great, it's nice to see John Ham hamming it up as he does, um, back as Gabriel and something's going on with him, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. It it didn't show too much. It showed just enough, and I'm ready for more. Um, Fulia is excited. She says, "I am really in all caps, looking <laughs> forward to watching this new season. I think we're in for a fun ride." <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right, Fulia. Um, excellent, Michael. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Are you looking forward to it? Um, 
I, I have talked about this where I was a little bit concerned because, you know, Terry Pratchett doesn't have his fingers on it. But but mm. Neil Gaiman, be, being the man that he is, knows that he, he has worked with uh, Terry for uh, for a while, like on and off, not just with good omens. So I'm sure he mm. has his like little ears to the ground to uh, what would be like uh, Pratchett-esque, like, whimsical sort of witty satire sort of stuff and there's also there was actually uh, like an article where they were they they were finding um, writers that would have that same sensibility and uh, of of writing like Terry Pratchett like sort of stuff Um, Mm. and and I'm guessing you know I'm confident that they'll probably stick the landing to this but it is interesting that they've already adapted like the entire book, and they're just continuing uh, a, a different story, but with uh, the same characters. And yeah, um, instead, it looks like instead of a uh, 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 the the reckoning, the the post apocalyptic um, destroyer of worlds. It'll probably be it'll probably be a war between uh, good and evil and heaven and hell, uh, with Gabriel as a fallen angel, which is interesting. But it's uh, yeah, it's 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 Mister Ham himself, Mister <laughs> uh, Ham, Mister Ham. I want to see him do a show with Kevin Bacon. Then we can have Ham and Bacon. <laughs> yeah, please. And, yeah, that'd be nice. I, I, I'd watch that. Yeah, call it spam. Call it spam. <laughs> or smeat. Smeat. Do you remember smeat? No. It's from Waterworld. Oh, I never watched Waterworld. Oh, I haven't either. But I know smeat. Okay. Oh God. Yeah, because they couldn't get the couldn't get the rights for for spam, so they called it Smeat. Anyway, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. so so I can't wait for this. Can't wait to see the the lovely duo of Michael Sheen and uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, David Tennant. Yeah, he's in Doctor Who. What's his name? <laughs> Matt Smith. David Tennant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the see those two again. Uh, just, yeah, hell yeah. Just having fun. You can tell they're just having fun mm. to stop a war between heaven and uh, between heaven and hell. Uh, I suppose that's a, a good way to go. Go for it. But I'm assuming there's probably going to be more to it. Mm. But we won't find out until this particular date. Yes, Good Omens uh, will be available for streaming on Amazon Prime next month on the 28th of July. I can't remember if it's a single uh, single release or it's different episode release. I can't remember. I think it's all dropping at once. Uh, okay. Cool. Based on IMDb, when I, I looked yesterday at least, it said it was dropping at once. Okay. Um. So cool. I might double. I could double check that just to be safe. That's right. I'll I'll, I'll pad out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a Michael <laughs> Lister. 
<laughs> I'm a mechanista. Oh, uh, dear. Um, yeah, according to IMDb, all six episodes on the 28th. Oh, all six. Yeah. That's, all, that's all good. That's good. Yeah. Good that's little fine. good little day to watch. Good day to watch it. Exact, exactly. Hmm. Mundo. All right. Our last trailer um, for this week is for uh, the upcoming uh, Yorgos Lanthimos movie that I'm very excited to watch. This is Poor Things. Um, oh, Poor things. <laughs> I am yes, very excited to watch this. This is great. I've seen uh, uh, Yorgos's uh, other films: The Lobster, The Favorite, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He is an insanely good filmmaker, um, and he's really leaned into his weird elements on this one. The surreal. Um, very surreal, and I'm here for it. Um, I, I'm loving the the mix between black and white and color, the different kinds of lenses he's using, and angles and shots and and, and things of that nature. The the makeup effects on 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 the characters we're seeing here look amazing. Like Willem Dafoe looks outstanding um, as someone who's clearly been put back together. Yeah. Um, it's just really really cool um yeah and then emma stone is is front and center in this as a woman brought back to life like a, sort of a frankenstein monster situation um frank tina a frank and tina <laughs> uh yeah but um i don't really know what else is going on apart from maybe this is his take on the frankenstein story uh, i suppose um the modern spin. pathy the Modern Prometheus. Modern Prometheus. Hmm. Um, yeah. By this time, no. she's a woman. She's a woman, baby. They gender-swapped the monster. Oh. Um. <laughs> Whoa. Nothing is, nothing <laughs> is sacred. Nothing is sacred. I mean, Mary Shelley will be rolling in her grave <laughs> if she finds out that they gender-swapped her, her character. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, you beat me to it. I was going to be like, how about we tell them that the original author what? was a woman? Really? Uh, really? She didn't ghostwrite it, did she? <laughs> Surely it was her famous husband. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, that's um, <laughs> literary humor with Michael and Kendall. Um, yeah. Welcome to our book club. Welcome to our book club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, this trailer looks great, looks amazing, the movie looks great, I can't wait to watch it, I don't have anything else to say other than that, I'm stoked, um, this, this, yeah, this is going to be good. Fulia, on the other hand, <laughs> has a slightly differing opinion, um, but not entirely different, surprisingly, in that sense, um, she says, hmm, interesting, looks quite quirky and ominous in a way, I might check this out. Ooh, I'll take that for you. Hmm. We'll go watch it together. Date night. Um, day, <laughs> date night. <laughs> just, 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 just be like it's, it's, it's um, Gwen Stacy, Green Goblin, and the Hulk all hanging out <laughs> for reasons. It's a Marvel spectacular. 
It's a Marvel spectacular, exactly. Uh, what did you make of the trailer for Poor Things, Mike? I haven't seen anything from this director, so oh, you should yeah. check out his stuff. It, it looks like something that's probably right up my alley. It's definitely it's definitely like Tim Burton crossed with <laughs> Gilmore Del Toro, and yeah, <laughs> and just just a particular type of like. And all the actors in it as well, like especially mm-hmm. William Defoe, he he knows how to like choose, like definitely particular like stuff that looks looks incredible and interesting. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely go 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 into this because it just looks it just looks spectacular. It's it's cinema, cinema's back, baby, and it's just yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, and maybe maybe I should just like just go through his filmography as like ah, oh, I can I definitely see see this like yeah. So the favorite and, and and all that. So yeah, when is this coming out? I don't really have much to say. Just uh, I love the idea of um, a different take of the of the uh, creation mythos of Frankenstein and Victor. Von yes. Frankenstein. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I'm really glad you're saying you want to go watch the other movies. Yeah. The, you'd probably really like The Favourite because it's, it's like a black comedy, sort of. Like, it's it's very kind of ab- absurd and um, crude in ways and, <laughs> just, and just in your face and bizarre. Like, it's just, it's just, yeah. Like, it's a movie about... Queen Mary, but it's one oh, that, of the strangest interpretations of royal life in it, England that it, you'll ever see. Yeah, that's the one with um thingy. She, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. I was about to say Mary and Margulies, but that's not it. Damn. Um, yeah. Olivia Coleman. The Queen yes, herself. Queen. The Queen. <laughs> well, She's one of them. Two queens. Yes. Oh, another bit of uh, news as well. Apparently, they're all coming back. Hmm? All the queens are coming back for the last season of The Crown. Oh. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, so they're going to get... <laughs> they're going to end it like <laughs> like five from home. <laughs> they're... <laughs> We're all going to meet in the same universe. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I love. Uh, I would love to watch this movie. And when is it coming out, Kendall? When is it coming out? Uh, well, poor things doesn't have an Australian date just yet. Oh, but if yes, but if you're in the states, you can check out uh, this crazy looking movie on the eighth of September. I suppose you can go to like an art house cinema. Yeah, this will be one that'll be playing at yeah a lot of the art house cinemas across Melbourne when it comes out. That's yes, for sure. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Quite all righty then. Um, that's trailer park done. We are rolling on out, which means now. Yes. It's time. Oh yeah. For the moment. I don't know what we're talking about. The section. Oh dear. The segment. I haven't planned anything. The part. Oh dear. <laughs> The place. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> the spot. Are you ready, audience? 
the thing in the show we like to call <clears throat> my popcorn culture. Mm. Mm. Oh, I bet you weren't expecting that. No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. Vicar of the. Yes. No. Yes. Hmm. Yes, money Patty. Yes. <laughs> Junior. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's popcorn culture time. Yes, it is. Yes, which means um, we teased it last week. We're back and we're here and we are going to do spoilers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Spoilers, man. Spoilers, man. Got so many spoilers. So many spoilies. So many spoilies. This is, yes, this car is fully sick. Um, so My no fear sticker is my pride and joy. <laughs> Nobody likes a bogan. <laughs> Remember that song? I haven't heard that in a long time. My God. We like the party. We like, we like <laughs> the party. Alrighty. So um, we're going to kick things off with Fulia's epic spoiler thoughts mm. that she's left us. And then we'll just discuss from there. Um, cool. So, Fulia says, So many spider people. <laughs> Mind blown emoji. Um, it has now been over a week since watching the movie, so I'm probably not going to be able to recall it very well right now. I'll just go with what I reacted to the most. Beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. I laughed out loud during the Lego Spider-Man scenes. Because it was the cutest and most fun section of the movie for me. Of course. Of mm. course. It was it was great. It was short and sweet. It was wonderful. And there's a callback um, for the Lego movie. Yes. I have been saying beep boop a lot this past week and I will not stop. <laughs> oh, and when we got to see the timeline tree scene, it reminded me so much of Loki. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Fulia. I, I also thought that too. <laughs> but that's, I just thought it was me being me, you know, wanting to see what I want to see. But someone else noticed it. So I'm like, good. No, no, no. I, I noticed it too. They definitely. I did. I did see. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they did that on purpose anyway. Um, yes, definitely did. Uh, and the fact, uh, she goes on to say, that they inserted live action scenes from past Spider-Man movies into this awesome animation, which I still love the art style, by the way. Just had my eyes glued to the screen. I know there's more to the movie than just the visuals, but the animators have done a phenomenal job with this film and I cannot wait for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Side note, do we already know there was going to be a part two to this movie or am I the only one who forgot it was a thing when it was announced? So, Fulia, let me tell you a story. Um, <laughs> on this particular podcast. On this particular podcast. <laughs> um, originally, um, this movie was... it. it was called part one. Like it was across the spider verse part one and part two. Those were the two movie sequels we were getting, um, for reasons unknown. Sony decided to change the name of the movie and the name of the third one, um, to across the spider verse and beyond the spider verse, no part one or part two in sight. So you are not the only one who, uh, either wasn't aware or forgot that this was going to be a part one. I went in going, 
okay, well, they've taken off the part one from the title. That's just made me immediately think, oh, maybe it's not a part one. Maybe it's a contained story. You can watch it on its own and it won't have a cliffhanger. And then in the third act, certain things haven't happened yet. And I'm like, we've been here a while. (laughs) Oh, oh no. And then my brain started ticking over. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This is going to, oh, okay. This is going to be a cliffhanger movie. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, <laughs> yes. And then a lot of people were c- like, not pissed. I mean, I, a couple of people I spoke to were a bit annoyed that it was a part one and the cliffhanger, blah, blah, blah. Um, but <laughs> I don't but, want to experience cinema. I want to be spoon fed. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just was like, why are you changing it then? If it's anyway. Very interesting decisions to catch made. people um, unawares. <laughs> yes, but it was, but it's good. It's good. I'm happy with it. But no, Folia, you're not the only one that I that didn't realize. Because um, yeah, it very much is a part one. Um, yes, crazy stuff. Thank you, Folia, for all your thoughts. Um, I God, I don't even know where to start talking <laughs> about this because like I haven't seen like I similar to Folia, I haven't seen it since the first day I saw it, which is, yeah, a week and a half ago. Um, Let's start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Well, I mean, you know, the movie takes a while to get going, and I think this is where some people clicked that it was going to be a very much a part one, was because the first act kind of drags on for a while. Mm. Um, not a lot really happens in the first chunk of the movie. There's a lot of just, here's Gwen's, you know bit more Gwen's backstory she's getting fleshed out a bit more we really love to see that you know finally go to her world and experience her life a bit um and then you know and then we catch up with Miles and see what he's up to and we get the confrontation with the spot and you know things are a bit funny and whatnot and the the we have the was it a part is a birthday party or was it for or was it for him being promoted party I, I can't remember but we have that party situation going on on the rooftop and, and, and you know, Miles kind of being in the bad books with his parents getting grounded for months on end. Yeah. Um, and it's not until after that that the movie really kicks in. Um, I was okay with it. I have heard people say that it did drag for them, but for me, I was just so happy to be in the world and it was engaging enough mm. that it didn't feel slow by any means, you know, because you're just taking in all the beautiful colours and um, animation styles and, you know, and and we haven't been in this world for four and a half years. We want to see these characters again. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just happy to be there. So I didn't have a problem with the first chunk of the movie. Um, and plus the, the sequence with the spot was brilliant. Hmm. So, um, yeah. How about... You, Mike. What did you What did you think of the the opening chunk of the movie? Did you think it was a bit too much, or was it just right for you? Um, it, it was definitely evenly paced, and I actually did enjoy it. Like this movie is definitely a lot different from the first one. How it mm. was, it was more jump to the next one, jump to the next one, and then and then here we go. I mean, even that was evenly paced. It's like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this, and actually. Uh, seeing seeing Miles for the first time and how he's sort of interacting with his life, and and in uh, this one, 
it's pretty much the same. It's it, it's getting new audience uh, up to speed of what's happened uh, within the year, how he's grown, he's more he's more um, uh, attuned with him being a Spider Man, uh, his uh, family life, his school life, and being Sp- Spider Man, um, and and the juggles with and the struggles and the juggles with that juggle. Uh, yeah, the the balance uh, between between his life is definitely is definitely interesting. I I was definitely immersed in this because uh, I'm starting to actually enjoy like fa- family sort of dynamics as well uh, within within media and how how it's just it's just it it's it's a family unit that you can actually enjoy watching like like pretty much for me and how is that uh, how that is a uh, uh, juxtaposition from Gwen at the start start of it, how um, she only has her dad and and uh, and and Peter at the start, um, and how her life is so, sort of didn't really hasn't really gone that too well because uh, stuff stuffs happened and and then it sort of kicked in overdrive of uh, of um, uh, her essentially being uh being chased by the cops, so for, yeah, because wrongful and that dynamic is and yeah, it's just really is it's really interesting actually starting with Gwen and her her world and her world's just it's just all these different universes are just beautiful to watch. Like I really enjoyed like all, all of them. Yeah. And Gwen's definitely um, just a sight to behold. Like oh, a lot amazing. of like watercolors and all, all that, and how uh, the tension in the scenes sort of change the so- sort of colors as well. I, re- I really enjoyed. Um, and just the dynamic between her and her dad, and how essentially there is like. Uh, a sticking point of what uh with great power must also come great responsibility we 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 can see that through all these like all these spider people and with gwen they're sort of building her up to be uh the bookend of this this particular movie and how she sort of started off uh her lowest of lows and then and the highest of highs at the end so so in a way, it's sort of her story as well, more than, uh, more or less with Miles as well. I mean, Miles is like the the character that we need to follow because he's the ma- main um, focus. But I do like the sort of bookends of uh, of with Gwen and that, mm. and how that sort of set up uh, for her story and and her story to be a continuation into the next one. And how she's like become a leader, where within the sort of resistance to uh, to to the rest of the spy, spider people chasing after Miles, and they need to find Miles. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. So back to your original uh, question. I sort of yeah, it's it's kind of weird kind of weird being a part two and how there's no real like 
there's no there's no real like ending to this uh, movie and it there's no real um cutoff point of where the story is it's it, it definitely feels like that uh, this is a part one without being called a part one yeah 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 where to go to um what was i gonna say i mean um i i kind of want to talk one of the things that i'd like seen online somewhere posted um someone made an observation about how the trailer of this film it tells you a lot Mm. but it doesn't tell you like there are there are important things it doesn't tell you there are important things that like misdirects you on um so it was kind of pointed out that basically um like the trailer makes it seem like uh, Miguel is the bad guy of the movie. Like he's the antagonist. That's what. That's the trailer vibe you get. And then you get the scenes like with the spot in the trailer too, and you just you just see him as like, oh, okay. So you, it's it's exactly how it is in at the beginning of the movie when the first time you see the spot and you're like, okay, he's just villain of the week. Uh, uh, Villain of literally villain of the week, exactly. And mm. they obviously they, they lean into that um, throughout the movie, but he comes much, very much across as that one-off sort of thing. Like you know, usually in sequels to superhero movies, one the first time you see the superhero in action, it's against some random villain that's just going to be easy to take down, and then we move on to our main story, right? Like the rhino. He, like the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> So you think you're going to, you think you're going to, that's like, that's it. That's all you're going to see of the spot. He's just this kind of comical, uh, you know, villain that's not really worth his salt. Um, But then (laughs) the movie does a really great thing where it just flips it, flips the expectations. And then it turns out that the spot is actually the antagonist of this movie and um, Miguel O'Hara is very much, much more complicated. Yeah, he's much more, much more complicated than the trailers let on. More like a foil. Um, definitely a foil mm. for for Miles. Um, yes, but he's not a bad guy. He's not. You know, he's still trying to do the right thing. And in my opinion, I think he is doing the right thing. And I'm I'm actually more on his side. And no, that's not because he's voiced by Oscar Isaac. I need to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he definitely is going about it sort of the wrong way with the letting his anger and his, um, I don't know, his frustrations with Miles getting to him to the point where he just, you know, he's, he says... You know, he reveals these awful things that Miles wasn't aware of that just really, you know, turn people against him that, you know, he cares about. Um, but um, but at the same time, like, what, what Miguel is trying to do, preserving timelines, preserving dimensions um, by making sure canon events actually happen, making sure he fixes the messes. Um, so he's like his own TVA, if the TVA was like... Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially. Yeah, so that's I I'm I'm kind of like yeah, he's I'm he's seen of. what happens when stuff doesn't happen. 
Yeah. And Which he I suppose isn't... Yeah, and he doesn't I want was... that for anyone, yeah. No, he doesn't, exactly. And I suppose it's funny that, you know, Fulia pointed out the fact that, you know, when we see the timeline, the branches look like... The, it starts know, off from with... Loki. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the Spider-Man uh, uh, tree. And then it sort of turns into, like, the the different... Like, the, the Webiverse, as it, as it were. How yeah. It, how yeah. It's, all, it's all um hexagon. All hexagons. All hexagons. Um, but yeah, I really just love that the movie did that. And they. I love it when they, you know, trailers mislead like that. Um, yeah. In, in, in marketing, like to throw you off the scent. Like, I think that's really, really cool. And because it's an animated movie, they can get away with it a bit more too because there's certain bits of dialogue that Miguel says in the trailer that were not... The images that they were in the trailer in the movie, he's not saying what he's saying in the trailer mm. in the movie. They that they move the dialogue around in different spots. So I thought that uh, spots. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. I just really really loved that. And uh, yeah, and the spot, um, the fact that it's it's the scientist that got hit by the bagel. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's just, I love it. I love it. And not for the reference to everything, everywhere, all at once, really, that, you know. That was just a happy makes. accident. That was just a happy accident. Um, but just, yeah, just the fact that, you know, this little, like, one of the one of the funniest gags, to be honest, of the first movie was Funniest visual bagel. gags, yeah. Funniest bagel. Vis- yeah, bagel. And now it means something, you know, like now it's, <laughs> it's, it's gone. Like this is my villain origin story and they've gone dark as fuck with it. Um, mm. And yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And I, and I really liked it. Uh, so I can't wait to see more of the spot um, and how Miguel kind of, I don't know, get, he's gonna, I, he's got to get his way, but he's got to go about it better. I suppose. I don't know. What did you what did you make? Do you, did you get that when you were watching it? Did you get that whole subversion of expectations with the two characters and and their antagonistic ways? A little bit. Um like I can definitely uh I, when they they were going through like like what the spot was doing and how it's mm. like, oh, what he he's sort of gone into himself. He's divided by zero and everything's <laughs> gone inwards. It's mm. for some reason I'm th- thinking um, Red and Stimpy all of a sudden. How Stimpy actually entered his own belly button, uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Weird. And how his sto- story uh, behind it, it's it's all connected, and how how that's actually connected to the first movie as well is is really it's re- it's really smart how they implemented like this new character but it's a character that's been there all along and actually is part of the origin story of Miles as well so it it's and it's like the it's it's kind of like the best like villain uh to to a superhero of they made each other and how that's uh, and just there for the test of time and it's just it's just great being being this obscure villain that Everyone is sort of dunked on for for years, and it's it's de- it definitely has that feel of 
like James Gunn introducing like the these weird characters and how they're so, sort of um and how he's sort of implemented them of actually having a point and having like very like uh systematic uh, very like complicated sort of like um uh, uh philosophies that they have especially in Suicide Squad with like the polka dot man and how his story is sort sort of uh a self-contained like um f- uh being a superhero is all he wanted to do but he f- he's fallen into this life of crime and and just just stupid stuff like the weasel and all that it's like just chuck them all in and it's like and and the arm attaching kid <laughs> it's like they each comic book has all these weird weird stuff and how this movie is just we're going to chuck in all these easter eggs from very obscure stuff and and it, and it will all make sense which is such an insane take to have and having the spot like being being everyone's least favorite like villain to being the most the most quintessential deadly threat to Spider-Man is uh, is just applauds a very good applause and how, how it's the most powerful being <laughs> he's turned into the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> it's just great. And with Miguel stuff, um, I don't know how that's going to end, which I'm excited about because what's really great of having like a foil for spider-man and and miles morales and miguel and how they have different like philosophies of one is about order and everything needs to be this way and miles basically says i'm going to do my own thing and he's been doing his own thing and it's not his fault that the cards have uh felt fell this way and how this is going to end up at the end, I don't know, and I'm excited to not know and be surprised. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I'm looking forward to the surprise of of part two, as well. Like, I feel like, for as much as you can kind of guess what's likely going to happen, like I, I feel like this movie threw in enough curveballs. Um, to make us go, oh, holy shit. Um, especially, you know, with the ending, but I don't know if we want to jump ahead to the ending yet. Yeah, probably not yet. Probably not yet. <laughs> um, I mean, last week we talked about our, you know, the, the different dimensions and, and Spider-Verses um, and Spider-Men's. Um, and, yeah, I still maintain, uh, yeah, the Spider-Man India was my f- favourite. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just fantastic, and yeah, his world was so good. Like they did, they did such a a great amalgamation of like, um, you know, like Mumbai and and New York kind of com- yeah, combining. Um, How was it Manhattan? I, just, Mom- I can't. I can't yeah, remember I can't, what they called it. Yeah, now. I can't remember, but it was really good. It was amazing. It looked so good. Like it San Fran Tokyo me... from... Yes! Yeah. <laughs> literally, you beat me to it again. Yeah, it literally made me think of San Fran Tokyo from Big Hero 6. Um, so <laughs> Which is I, also I thought... a Marvel, Marvel thing. Right? It is. That's true, it is. Patterns. Um, <laughs> it's all connected. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, Pepe I, Sylvia. <laughs> Always honey. I love. I love. I loved that a lot. That was really really cool. Um, and then yeah, just. Um, I I I would I would kind of like to go to um, bloody um, uh, Spider Punk here, Hobie, his universe. But I don't know if we'd be able to handle the um, the sensory overload that that might entail. <laughs> that and also it being a fascist, uh, you know, fascist dystopia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder yeah. he is what he is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then you know, I didn't actually think. I don't know about you, Mike, but you know, in the in the trailers, they talked about the, you know, the place where all the Spider Men and Spider People, Spider Things, hang out, um, and and whatnot. Um, I kind of, for some reason, I imagined it as some sort of pocket dimension, like the TVA. Mm. Um, like it just exists outside of the timelines. I just, that's what I thought it was, but it's actually Spider-Man 2099's universe home. Like, yeah. yeah, Nueva York. So yeah, that's where it is. Um, so that's interesting, um, that they did that. And I think that's totally fine. Um, yeah. But seeing all the different spider, spider, Spider-Mans, I suppose we can, we can go into a bit more detail on some of the uh, surprise cameos yeah. in this movie. Um, tell you one I wasn't expecting was, um, well, two I wasn't expecting, two of the live action ones. Um, seeing Mrs. Chen from <laughs> Venom uh, looking as done as possible. My God, she's just like, I'm not... I'm not even shocked. It's I'm like, not even surprised. I've seen point. everything and it annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why do these creatures keep coming to my store? Seriously. Like she was just, I thought that was so funny. And the cinema actually reacted quite positively to that, which I found interesting because the Venom movies are a bit divisive, but um, overall, I suppose they're more popular than not. Um, but yeah. It's but all that part was cool. of the universe. It's all part of the universe. Mm. Um, so seeing that was great. And then, of course, um, losing my absolute mind over seeing Donald Glover um, <laughs> as the Prowler. Maybe the MCU Prowler? <laughs> Maybe the MCU Prowler. Yeah. I mean, he does play um, Aaron. His character's name is Aaron in, mm. in Spider-Man Homecoming. And he talks about his nephew. He does. I don't want these I don't want these guns in, in the neighborhood. I've got... I'm, I've got a nephew. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, so that was just a joy to see him, you know, some, you know, trapped for some reason. Um, and just, yeah, that was great. The only criticism I had about it was the fact that they went back to him a second time. I yeah. don't think they needed to do that. I think once was enough for that. Like, we just, we, we got, like, 20 seconds of him. Um, interacting with Miles, I think it was. Um, and that was fine. And then, yeah, when Miles is on the run for and everyone's chasing, he's, you know, I think the Prowl is, like, cheering Miles on or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. We didn't need that. I mean, it's fine. But um, 
Yeah, and then just seeing, you know, like Fulia mentioned earlier, all the live-action clips thrown in, you know, from the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield movies, those those got a good reaction from the crowd, particularly the Andrew Garfield one. Everyone mm. lost, fucking lost it, which was, you know, great. Um, amazing Spider-Man 3, please, Sony. We want it. We yes. will watch it. We will fucking watch it. Um, uh, anyway, um... Yeah. We want to so see just... it. We want to see it with uh, uh, a different universe. Gwen Stacy coming in as Spider Gwen, a live yes. action Spider Gwen. Live action <laughs> Spider Gwen, exactly. Um, yeah. So and then they fall just... in love and have babies. They have Mayday Parker. <laughs> Mayday Parker, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, it was good. It was great stuff. I really loved all the the little cameos. I wasn't for some reason I was didn't go in expecting any of it, and then to get what we got was pretty nice Mm. um yeah how did you feel about the whole you know sequence when we go to nueva york and we meet we see all the spider peoples and hanging out and stuff and we get all these cameos how how did you take all of that uh uh, yeah it was great i just it and yeah it was in the trailer so you were sort of expecting it but it but just seeing it like unfold and just seeing like all these other spot uh, Spider Men and women and and things like a Transformers Rex and <laughs> and Cat Spider Man, um, it's great. Um, just just a sensory overload, and that's what you need. It's like wow, wow, wow! So many ah, oh, the 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 people on YouTube are going to have a field day trying to figure out which ones is which. <laughs> but probably one of my one of my obscure favorite ones that is like an Atari uh, version of of Vulture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a, why? 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 Okay. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, and then the other one was um, Insomniac Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Like we got to, we got to see like in. First off, in world, um, the dude dude's fucking playing Spider Man on PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. And and then when we go to Nueva York, we see Insomniac Spider Man with all the Spider Man. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, I, that was another one. A lot of people reacted to. It's like, oh my god, uh, we're we're gonna play him <laughs> very very soon. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, there was another Spider-Man. It's like the brooding in the in in, in the, it's like the '90s Spider-Man with like the jean jean jacket, voiced by Andy Samberg for some reason. Okay. Yeah, Andy Samberg's <laughs> a weird choice, but sure, that's fine. Why um, not? Yeah. Well. We'll take it. Everything is awesome, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool if you're part of a Spider team. Spider team. Spider team. Spider team. Yeah, I I can't I can't enjoy like uh, they're not necessarily like connecting every single um, universe, but it is it is like there if you sort of dig deep that the MCU is part of this universe as well, even though that like the Sony universe and the and the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't really play that well as well uh together that much but the the connections are there so especially with uh, 
Donald Glover's like prowler is a, mm. like a subtle hint and a nod. And yeah, I, and I suppose with the Tobey Maguire and the Andy uh, and the Andy Garfield, Andrew Garfield um, <laughs> um, depictions is also well, they 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 are also part of the universe because No Way Home. So I suppose I suppose the connections are there. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely enjoy it. It's just a, it's just. I want to. I want to watch it again, maybe, and just, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it was just an overload. It's like wow, so much, so much stuff. There's yeah, there's so much to 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 watch. Like I did, I think I did see something else about people, people warning people about like you know overstimulation and photosensitivity and you know lights and things and. Oh like yeah. This. It it is it is a a very, yeah. Um, Lots of lots of uh, stimulating things happening. Like you're you're never gonna be bored watching no. this movie. There's just there's just so much to look at and take in, and like you would have to like there, when this comes out on like streaming and and Blu-ray and whatnot, people are gonna be dissecting. They're gonna be freeze framing it and dissecting shots. Mm. Um, and there's gonna be more shit that that are, is in this movie that we don't even know is there. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is which is really really cool. And that's why I kind of like the sort of um, uh, the the uh, pacing of this because they because they definitely do like especially with all the action stuff like everything's like being thrown at you so so much and then and then they do have the subtle like quieter bits definitely with the um, like Miles talk, talking with it uh, talking with his mum and and all that and sort of like the 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 um, soulful heart things as well. And just the relationship between Gwen and 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 Miles, especially when they do doing that upside down sit down, it's oh, just, that 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 was great. Um, that's a great scene. Yeah, just a turnover, and then we're we're and we're upside down as well. But and of course they're doing the the gravity thing. But yeah, it was and you don't go. Yeah, like, like part it. of me. Part, yeah, part of me was feeling a bit ugh at first. I had to get used to it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but once I got used to it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like, that's that's probably the most iconic shot from the movie, I would say. Yeah. Would be that, yeah. Sh- that wide shot of the two of them in the middle, her ponytail going down and or her hair going down. <laughs> going up. Going, going down. up, rather. Going up. Going down. down. Up. <laughs> up, up, down, up, down. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... um. Just phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah. What else could we talk about before we get to the ending? Um, do, 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 do. I mean, again, I just could touch on the music briefly just because I love the music so oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Like, I need the soundtrack. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Just the it's different just, themes and where we are in the different universes and also the introduction of different Spider-Man, Spider-Mans as well. Mm, like, definitely mm-hmm. goes from... Like Miles' universe to Gwen's universe is also a different, uh, a different, orc, uh, yeah, it's just different. I like it. How the, mm. the like the variety of di- different music as well, especially when you're doing with Indian Spider Man going into like, mm. <laughs> like Sex Pistols esque sort of hard rock. It's it's great. Yeah, and, and then and then with uh, with um, uh, Miguel 
Miguel's universe, it's, it's as I said in the previous um, episode, uh, uh, it just had sort of remind me of like Ridley Scott, like Blade Runner. It's like, yes, we're in the future. Just, just synths, like '80s synths, like everywhere. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, it had that feel and that tone, and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I'm done. <laughs> so very, very good. You're done. Um, I yeah, I mean, I really liked as well. And did did you kind of like? Was it was it known? before this movie that um, we were going to get, you know, the this twist of, well, actually the spider that bit Miles wasn't even from his universe. I think like, there was, that w- I think there was like um, theories on that because in the first, because in the first one, the spider was glitching as well. And the only people who were glitching were uh, people from, different universes because they don't have the don't have the thing don't don't have the the don't have the stretch bands don't have the recall bands I, I suppose it just started off as a theory and then all of a sudden it's 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 proven canon <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah i know yeah it, it it wasn't really um talked about and I suppose, okay. uh, I suppose the the makers only thought, well, probably going to be one and done. So, we'll mm. we'll make it make this like a, a standout, like uh, origin story for Miles, and how to introduce a different Spider-Man who's not Peter Parker, and and yeah, just the writing, just the writing a new sort of uh, twist in the origins of. Ma- of miles and how I suppose they, they probably set it up in case they might get a sequel or not. But, but the first one did such, such a big blockbuster like amounts. And I thought, yes, smooth sailing. Let's, let's do two at once. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the back to the future. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Um, no, I really loved that. I just, I just want to say, I just thought that was a really great twist because Mm. like it's, um, you know, not only does it provide some conflict between Miles and, um, his, you know, his friends, you know, people he cares about, Gwen and and Peter B. Parker, because they knew, um, and didn't say anything, um, like, but the whole, just the whole idea that they really drove across, which was, um, you know, Miles wasn't ever supposed to be Spider-Man. Like the this reason, Miles. yeah, this Miles, like the re- the reason Peter Parker died was because Miles got bit, and therefore the universe corrected itself. There could be only one Spider-Man. Like I just think that's really, really fucking cool. That's one theory, um, yeah. Well, that's the theory I, that's I it. like. Yeah, that's if it's true or not. Okay. Well, what's 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 the alternative? What do you, what do you got for me? Actually, no. I'm actually thinking maybe because if Miles wasn't wasn't there uh, when when Peter Parker was 
uh, tackling the behemoth um, Green Goblin, maybe he wouldn't have died. But that's the problem with uh, preordained fate. You don't know if it's true or not. And I suppose that's the the different the, uh, the different um, uh, philosophies, especially with Miguel and My, uh, Miles. Uh, as I said, is it is it preordained or or is it you make up your own rules? And, mm-hmm. I, and I suppose that's the main thing for My, uh, Miles Morales is you make up your own you make up your own Spider Man as, as per se, because not before the movie. Not, not many people knew who Miles was. Like, comic book version. And how a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people... Well, it started off... Okay, brief history lesson for Miles Morales. Um, when Tobey Maguire was... Uh, Spider-Man was finishing up, basically, and they wanted to, like, do a reboot of Spider-Man, a lot of people wanted Donald Glover to be Spider-Man because they saw in Community, like, him jumping out of, jumping out of bed with the Spider-Man T-shirt, and it's like, oh, that would be cool, having Donald Glover as Spider-Man. And, and then they went off with uh, uh, Andrew Garfield. And then a couple of writers saying... No, we'll actually do this. Like there was a sort of mini like um, petition online that's like, "Hey, get get Donald Glover to be the new Spider-Man," and, so, and then people say, "Oh, well, why don't we do this?" And they made Miles Morales on uh, with uh, uh, with the comics, and and that's why pretty much Donald Glover was in the coming. Uh, uh, Toby, uh, the with the yeah, me. That's why Donald Glover was um, uh, Aaron in in the spy uh, in the Spider-Man movie with with Tom Holland, just as like a brief wink. You know, you, you know, if you know, he was the original uh, ideal for Miles Morales, and that's why Miles was sort of actually sort of looked like Donald Glover in those er- earlier comic books as well. So, and yeah, so and then they and then they decided, hey, why don't we do a movie about this, of this different version of Miles? And then because because thanks to um, uh, Rick and Morty, everyone was sort of getting into like multiverse theory and and all this and like multiverse stories. I mean, you couldn't really do this do multiverse stories like ten years ago because. It, Everyone going, ah, oh, this is too weird. Don't understand. Don't no. Screw this. Don't do not do not want. And then all of a sudden, everyone's doing a multiverse story. With Flashpoint coming out soon, and you yeah. got and you got and you got everywhere everywhere everyone at once movie, like getting the fucking Oscar. Hell yeah! And and then and then you got and then you got this, and how. And how they sort of made their own uh, Spider-Man, and Miles is probably going to be one of those A-list like comic book, um, uh, comic book um, superheroes, alongside with Peter Parker. Mm. And everyone, you got, and everyone's got a choice between which Spider-Man do they like? Is it is it Miles or is it Peter? Uh, just like 
just like any other fandom it's like do you prefer captain kirk or john luke picard it's like i don't care i don't like star trek and yeah and so on and so on so that's why i'm thinking in the that's why i'm not sure what's going to happen in the next one because it's either going to be um you need to stick to need to stick to you to your course or make it up as you go along and miles being the um the exception to the rule will he survive or not and that's the thing i mean what i mean what is miguel going to do really what what was the end game take take miles out of that universe and like lock him up forever weird yeah i don't know yeah I don't know either. I don't know either. That's why I'm excited for the third one. Yeah, hell yeah. In what they do. Yeah. It's and that's I think again why I don't think we're going to be able to really predict where it's going to go cuz I mean the only thing that I'm leaning towards was um the idea that I think I think he I think Miles's uh mum is going to die. Hmm. Um, because they spent the whole movie going on about Captain dies and, you know, you've got to have your canon death moment. I mean, he's already had his, lost his Uncle Aaron and that was effectively his Uncle Ben, but now they're like, well, the Captain's got to die and now he's just made Captain and they go on and on about it, right? But the movie also goes on and on about the relationship between Miles and his mum. So, you know, it really makes a point to say these two are close and it made me go too close. Oh fuck. Yeah, too close. Because the added bonus of well, you know, Peter Parker can't be happy at all. And another thing. No. And there's another another death contender, I guess. <laughs> uh someone who can die, Gwen. Oh shit. Mm. That's every, definitely a possible possibility. In every universe, oh. Gwen falls for Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Mm. Sorry to do that. Can I also I mean, add... It's fine. Can I also add another thing? Please, go for it. Uh, in the comics, uh, Mayday Parker, who's uh, Peter B. Parker's daughter, does become a, 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 a Spider-Man because her father dies. So Peter B. Parker could die. Man! <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? I'm sorry. I'm just saying everyone could die, including Miles. We're going to red wedding this shit. <laughs> Miguel could die. Miguel could die, and I think I was talking to someone that reckons he probably will. Because, um, you know, he's Cause, that hero that's like... Because he's captain of the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's gone too far. He's like... Mm. Oh man, yeah. Become no, who you're born to be. 
Yeah. Become who you're born to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Okay. Well anyone's on the chopping board then. Yeah, that's why that's why everything's up in the air. First up I have this weird thought and I'm not sure if I like it or not, or even subscribe to it. Mm. Hobie. Hobie dying. No. Hobie being the big bad. Uh explain. I don't I don't no, I don't think so. But that, that's why that, that I, I've had the same reaction to my own thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he does help Miles escape, and he's nonconformist, of course, um, and he doesn't like the fact that there there is order for this Spider-Man, and he does his own thing. And he does give Gwen a way out to take down this sort of thing maybe maybe not as the big bad but a foil to the foil of miles so maybe he wants nothing he, he doesn't want anything to do with sort of like the spider core he 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 doesn't want this to happen because he sees the fact that uh there is death and destruction because of canon events and he doesn't want that to for anyone and he sees in miles well you're not supposed to be there anyway so you could be a good a good thing to actually stop this stop everything and let people live their lives cuz yeah cuz miguel in a way it's pretty my way or the highway fascisticy stuff and yeah it, yeah so when i say bad guy i mean you know he just wants to burn it all down as a good punk rocker burn would. it all yeah yeah no i can yeah i can see that cuz that could be yeah it could be another way of like you know what he's doing necessarily might not be wrong, but it's going to the nth degree like what Miguel's doing. Sort of thing. Yeah. Or the so, opposite yeah. of what Miguel's doing. Well, the uh, the opposite in intention, but yeah. more... But, but the, the, just the point of, like, I'm, I'm this character with this idea and I'm going to push it too far to get my way. Because it's you know, it's this or bust sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's, that's good. I mean, cause he did kind of leave a little, sus I don't I know. I don't know if I want to say suspiciously, but he did kind of leave sooner than I expected, but it was kind of, a, it made sense. Cause it was like, yeah, hell yeah, Miles, you do your thing. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to chase you. Yeah. You do you, me good thing. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. He's a good character, though. Oh, yeah. Mm. His aesthetic is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. Oh. It's so very, so very cool. I heard that the way... With animation, everyone in Spider-Man land... Uh, except for Miles's universe, uh, 
um, they they all change when when you're doing animation, you change position in every in every frame. Uh, every Spider-Man changes in one frame, except for Miles, who changes in two. So every time, uh. so every time, yeah, so every time someone moves, Miles stays the same until the set until the second frame. That's why the, that's why Miles's universe is sort of jittery and and sort of has yeah. has that thing. But with with Hobie, he's three, so, so he's very nonconformist to any other yeah. animation. <laughs> so I love that fact that there's so many levels of how how good this movie is. Yeah, so good. yeah, like they just put so much thought and effort into every little single detail. And that is why um, it took four years for them to yeah, figure this out. To make it, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of little details, I want to get into the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Yes. We talked about it earlier, about how, um, you know, Miles's spider is not from his universe. Miles's spider is from... Nah, world number 42. Um, oh, the, the answer to the ultimate question. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Very nice number choice there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, they're, you know, they do a very great misdirect in the movie um, right near the end where they tell you that you haven't gone to Miles's universe, but unless you're paying attention, you'll mm. miss it. <laughs> and I missed it. I, I mean, I saw it. Like, they, the camera lingers on the screen that says 42 for a bit, but I didn't, for some reason, I didn't click yeah. that we're not, that's not where we're, you know, we're going there. We're not going to Miles's universe, right? Um, because you're, so, cause you so want him to, like, get, get out of there. Yeah. You're more focused yeah. on something else. Exactly. So, and the and the movie knows that, yeah, and uses it against you, um, and it's brilliant. So you get, you know, you get to this this scene where Miles is going to have to tell his mum who he is, and he does, and she doesn't really react. She's like, "Who's Spider Man? What's Spider Man?" And that's <laughs> because there's no Spider Man in the universe, but we don't know that yet. We're just like, "What?" The you mean you're in a band? On? Are you in a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> um, but it was just done so well because you've got the, they show you because the world is this world that just happens to be this universe is so similar to where miles is from. They can shot for shot, go back and forth between and make you think you're watching the one world when in fact you're watching two. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. That was one of my favorite things in the movie the way that they did that um and then giving us the twist of he's in 42 everything falls into place yeah aaron's alive aaron's alive and the miles of this world because there was he he didn't become spider-man there was no spider-man he's the fucking prowler um that was so unexpected and so awesome i fucking loved it i Mm. thought it was Great, and what a cliffhanger to end your movie. <laughs> it's like a TV show. Boy. It's like a TV show, yes. Um, how how did this all play out for you? Did you, like, were you paying attention or were you, like, 
Well, I didn't know. Yeah, sim- I didn't similar notice, to me. Yeah, I didn't notice the um, change to 42 because, yeah, I just wanted him to get out of there. It's like, go, you good thing. And, yeah, the, I, I suppose the only thing that I, that I twigged is, like, um, when mum didn't react to to Spider-Man. And it's like, wait. And then my and then my head went into overdrive. It's like, explain this, Michael. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, he's in the wrong universe. <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, well done, well done. I love this ending, <laughs> where everything is, all the odds are stacked against him. He he doesn't have a way to get home, like at all. He's stuck in this universe. It's like, what is he going to do next? I loved it. I loved it so much. And then Aaron coming through the door is like, oh, shit. It's like, you, you took the braids out of your hair. It's like, he's got braids. Yeah, he, he looks different. And then, yeah, and then and then the prowler comes in and he's like, oh, shit. What's he going to do now? And then and then it's like, and Gwen and everyone else is coming to the rescue. I love it. I just, yeah, I just love this ending. It's just, it's just, yeah, it just tickles me pink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 just brilliant. Um, a lot of people, like even before I saw the movie, a lot of people were spoiler-free reactions were referring to this movie as the uh, Empire Strikes Back of its uh, of it of the the, the trilogy. I suppose, um, but as we've been saying, it's not a conf- it's not a contained story. It is a it is a part one. Mm. So in a way, it does remind me of Back to the Future, Part Two. Yeah, where yeah, Mar- it's definitely yeah. You're right. Where Marty is stuck in this timeline, and where does it, where where does he need? He needs his Gwen Stacy, Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Actually, that's a much better comparison, Back to the Future Part Two, than Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. You make a you make a very good point. I mean, it, it is Star Wars. I mean, Disney. And yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's in everyone's mind. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah back to the future part two. So yeah, you tell very... you tell your friends you're wrong, and then, <laughs> and then, and then you say, wrong. Well, "Well, my podcast co-host says you're wrong." Says you're wrong. He says this is back to the future part two. <laughs> God damn it! No, this is this is Raph of Khan. <laughs> Khan. 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 Uh, um, my name is Khan. In in we we don't know who that is. <laughs> That's just for the audience. Uh, yes. Anyway, yeah. So it's this great. is Back to the Future Part Two. Yes, this is Back to the Future Part Two. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a lot more to say. I think we've covered pretty much everything. All the major. Plot points, spoilers, cameos, twists and turns. Anything Jay, else you want to touch on? Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is a is a um, <laughs> he's a it, boss. Is a well <laughs> boss. He is a boss. <laughs> Contextually <laughs> and figuratively and physically, uh, major boss. And also is a nexus being because yes, played by the same person in same every person. universe. So. If you want an amazing Spider-Man Part Three, Jay Jonah, it's got to be in it. 
He's yeah. I don't know the configuration of hair and mustache or beard. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. Can't say. But. But uh. But yeah. Yeah. It's great. So yeah. And the fact that yeah, just I don't know. It's just brilliant. Yeah. J. J. K. Simmons, man. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. Need more. Need more of him. Need more of him, please. Yes, please and thank you. Yeah. Um, him as Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Come on, you cowards. Rele- <laughs> re- release the Batgirl. Release the Batgirl. I want to see Brendan Fraser as fucking Firefly. Bastards. Oh, my God. We they miss- took that from us. They took it from us. They took it from us. <laughs> We're missing out. I, no, I don't. Want, I want to be really in the, missing out. I want to be in the different universe where that's released. <laughs> and I and and I am the same because I I, I would never change. I like who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Maybe, um, maybe I'll have a tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Um, cool. Well, shall we leave it there then? Sure. I like it. Sure. Good. And if I remember anything else, if anything else comes up when I watch it again tomorrow, I will write it down and bring it up next week. (laughs) Yes. But I think we did cover everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that the boxing bag, uh, boxing bag that they tied the tied tied um, Miles is the same boxing bag that he tied up Peter B. Parker in the first movie? Connections. Oh, really? Yeah, connections, man. <laughs> yeah. Connections. It's all connected, baby. It's yes. All connected. Yes. All right, that'll do it for us. It's popcorn culture time done and dusted for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed our spoiler thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse. Um, feel free to let us know yours via the socials that we're going to read out very soon. Yeah. Because uh, cause we're done. We're going home. We are. Well, I mean, we are well, home. Well, we are home. We're, 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 we're in our... We're, log- we're logging off. Yes. Going to bed. Working the Going morning. to bed. Yes. <laughs> Same. Early early wake ups, we love it. Yeah. Yes. Um. Cool. Alrighty. And, and that was, was a, podcast a podcast called Fred. Fred. Click. Ooh. Ooh. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddie Alien, you can find us on on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or book Google Podcasts put my teeth back in if you would like to watch a freddy alien you can head on over to youtube.com slash freddy alien productions and if you're on twitch remember to give us a follow and if you're on the youtube remember to give us a follow and also ring that bell icon to get you updated on anything that we do there i've been a michael lister and i've been a kendall richardson and you just experienced a podcast called Fred. Wow, that was the first time I actually said my name first before yours. That's weird. You did. <laughs> That's all right. I was on a ball. Was, you were on a roll. That's great. <laughs> uh, remember, remember to eat beef. 
thank you for look listening after and your, watching. Yes, look after yourself and your mental health and um, whatever I say here. I've forgotten. Ha! Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and Miles Morales. You do your own thing, you good thing. I'm going to do something different. How you like me now? Yeah. Ending transition now. Yes. Yes. Uh, later, skaters. <clears throat> and see. see.